Chickens, hey, we ready. I'm ready for that fried turkey, turkey, turkey. You name it. Sweet potato casserole. You name it. Mashed potatoes. You name it. Macaroni and cheese. Come on now. Macaroni and cheese is more important than a turkey. I love that song, but they missing out some things. They said they got beans. You know, they got to go with the rhyme and everything like that. But they, they should have said they should have thrown in some, some better ones than that. Because I ain't nobody eating no beans. Who eating beans on Thanksgiving? It's all about that stuffing. It's all about that fried turkey or that slow roasted turkey. It's all about that ham. It's all about the cranberries. You know what I'm saying? It's all about the. I don't. I don't. I don't see too many beans going down in Thanksgiving. Everybody's different, but you know, I already named my arsenal. Um, what is definitely going to be going down? You know, there's people out there still eating chitlins. I can't. Thanks to memes, definitely can't. But yeah, man, Thanksgiving, one more day away. We are one more day away from some NFL football. You know, we always like to have that um, wake up. Everybody, you know, get, get oh, you know, decide if you want to sleep in or not, you know. For the kids out there waking up, you know, the mom's already getting Thanksgiving, you know, preparated, you know, stuff like that. For the older people, you know, you got to get up and get the house cleaned up. Might be some people coming in from out of town. All that good stuff, man. All that good stuff. Yeah, man, but we got NFL football going down tomorrow, kicking off Thursday, 12.30 p.m. Got the Buffalo Bills going against the hot Detroit Lions. Got the New York Giants coming off a loss, going against a hot Dallas Cowboys coming off of their loss to Green Bay. And what they did to Minnesota, whoo, that's going to be a good one right there. Then we got New England versus Minnesota at A20. So New England, who has been looking good against teams that I know that they can look good against, it'll be interesting to see if they can do the same thing to Kirk Cousins. And if Justin Jefferson is going to have a good game or Dalvin Cook is going to go crazy. But what about that Minnesota defense that allowed 40-some points to go rack up on them? They couldn't tackle Tony Pollard. They couldn't tackle Ezekiel Elliott. They couldn't tackle CeeDee Lamb. They couldn't get... After Dak Prescott, who ran around a little bit. So they got some uh, some things to answer, you know. So, hey, it's going down. Three game Thursday, Thanksgiving celebration. Who's going to get the turkey leg? I'm going to say I'm going to give it to, uh, you know, they give the turkey leg on Thanksgiving. So I, I want to say that Josh Allen might go crazy. You know, Josh Allen could go crazy. Swift, you know, Williams could go crazy for the, uh, for the Lions. But... What about Saquon Barkley? What about Tony Pollard? What about Dak Prescott? What about CeeDee Lamb? What about Micah Parsons? Huh? Demarcus Lawrence. What about Mac Jones? What about the uh, what, what's, what's that kid's name? Uh, the uh, the Ramondre something that they running back for the Patriots. I mean, he could you know he could, he could, he could be something of a of a cog. You know, Justin. I already mentioned Justin Jefferson. 
What about um, Dalvin Cook? Adam Thielen. You know, TJ Hawkinson. You know, it could be any of these guys. But it's going down tomorrow with these guys. I'm going to go ahead and say with the betting, if you're going to go ahead and bet, you want to say <laughs> the way Buffalo Bills defense, yeah, they still get at the quarterback, but they're still letting some points go down. I mean, I definitely want to go over on that. It's 53 and a half. The spread is nine and a half. I'm going over. You know, I, I would definitely, definitely, definitely um, going over on that, um, ultimately. Um, then you got 45 and a half of the Giants and Dallas Cowboy game there. You know, that spread of that is eight and a half. Dallas giving eight and a half. I would go over on that, too. I think some points are definitely going to be scored. Daniel Jones knows how to manipulate that Cowboys defense a little bit. But Micah Parsons is on it. <laughs> I repeat, Micah Parsons is alive and well. I tell you that. Yeah, I would I would go over on that. This seems like an over Thanksgiving. It seems like an over Thanksgiving. Now, New England, Minnesota, that would be the one where I would hesitate on the on the over and probably bet the under because New England can definitely keep a game under, especially it being um, you know, Belichick going against a quarterback that we don't really fully trust like that. You know, Kirk Cousins can go out there and see Ghost in this year nine for him or year 12. I think, what is it, like 10th year or something like that? So, I mean, like, <clears throat> that could be a problem, you know? I think it's like year eight, nine, whatever. But that could be a problem him going into this game. Now, it's a home game for them. But, you know, that scary, you know, intimidating factor of knowing that how to game plan against anybody. Belichick has that. You know, he knows how to game plan. That's the one thing that where if you want to say the part of the cog of him and Tom Brady to be so successful with all those Patriots teams, it was the preparation, the game plan, the, the attention to detail that Bill Belichick can sit there and do to have his team ready to go because our defense is not crazy. Sorry, they're not trash. Judon and, and those boys are still getting after it. McCourty. <laughs> I mean, like, come on. They're still good out there. They traded J.C. Jackson. People laughed at that. He ended up not playing good until he got hurt. And unfortunately, he got hurt. But he's now he's out for the rest of the season. So they was able to get rid of that and get some draft picks and stuff like that and still kind of be presentable in defense. So there you have that. I mean, so this this could be one of those games, like I said, I would definitely go to the under. It's the, nine, it's the 8 o'clock game, you know. But Dalvin Cook can go crazy and, and, and probably win this game 20 to 13. You know what I'm saying? 2013. Never enough. But it, to me, it might be one of them 13-10 games because you just scored three points against the Cowboys. They know what they, they know what they need to do to get Kirk Cousins off his square. So I mean, like they're not a dominant scoring team. Y'all's defense is the Minnesota's defense is pretty good. So I mean, it could be like a 13-10 game. Never know. Never know until you go out there and try it. And you try to go ahead and put your best, uh, you know, you put put your best bet out there. I know a lot of fantasy football players out there are doing the DraftKings and stuff like that. If you're not in the in the betting area, you know, if you're not in in West Virginia like me, who can who can make a bet? You can do that. So I'm going with my picks. I'm gonna go ahead and say Buffalo is gonna win. I think Buffalo is gonna get that straight. I think they're gonna handle Detroit. Now they just played. In this stadium, so they're staying there. They they they've been they they've been in that stadium. They're comfortable. I think that is a is a leg up 
you know what I'm saying, to have that over a team that they are better than, but now the home field advantage may be wiped off because they played there, and they're there, and they got a dub there. So, I mean, like, you get what I'm saying. They can go ahead and get that dub. Um, Buffalo Bills also, you know what I'm saying, I think can do a good job of stopping Detroit's run game uh, to where a lot of things that come in the passing game a lot later won't be a factor. If they can maintain stopping the run, and then they could stop Detroit from being what they are competitively going against uh, uh, the, rest of the, the rest of the NFL. They're four and six, so that's what I'm saying. They're very competitive. They lose close games. So if you take away the run game, maybe it might not be so close. Then you got the Patriots and Vikings. I'm coming up with the New England, with the New York Giants and Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to go ahead and take the Cowboys. Reason why I'm taking the Cowboys is because I seriously think that after the 30 carry game from Saquon Barkley, you got to find something else because it's not the fact he's getting beat up or banged up or nothing like that. It's just that teams are going to just know what to do. And, 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 and I will say in a game to where you're going up against a team that went up against a run game that just, just went ran right through them like the Green Bay Packers did, and then they kind of corrected that in a sense in watching out for it, they made Minnesota stop running the ball, even though Minnesota was doing pretty decent. I mean, like Dalvin Cook was getting like, what, five yards a carry, went 12 carries, went bad. But they just went away from it. Um, or did Dallas do something to make them go away from it? So here's the thing. If they can successfully run the ball with Saquon, hopefully they have a backup. They can just have a, a, a tandem, a two-headed monster. Then we have Daniel Jones get some rushing yards as well too. But you got to get something going in that passing game. Something's got to pop in that passing game. Get them off of that to where they then you can go back to Saquon and then that maybe could work because you don't want to keep pass, pass, pass. Because Michael Parsons and those boys could definitely come at you. So, I mean, there's a, definitely a coaching mind games you're going to have to be here in this NFC East battle. So, it's going to be Mike McCarthy, you know, <laughs> really trying to get his boys, you know, ready to go and, and being keyed up on Saquon Barkley. And if, you know, somehow, some way, I want to say, what? I can't, I can't remember that guy's name. Um, Lord have mercy. Let me let me let me let me get that Brian Dable. That's why I think that Brian Dable, who's a good offensive guy, can sit there and say, "Hey, you know, we're not we're not going to fall into that into that trick." They might be sitting there waiting on us to sit there and Saquon at the death. So that's going to be an interesting game to see what's going to be the game plan for the Giants more so than what the Cowboys are going to do. Which Tony Pollard gets involved, Zeke, you know, what I'm saying pound the ball, get some play action. I hope they still want to try to get some read options in there with Dak. But, you know, the big thing is that they want to control the clock. Control the clock, keep Saquon off the field, and then y'all can sit there and just keep driving and having those long drives. And that would make Daniel Jones have to get in his bag. And sometimes he can't. Sometimes Daniel Jones can't get in his bag. So that's what the main thing you want to do with that situation right there. Um with the last game with the Patriots and Vikings, I'm going to go ahead and say the Vikings should win that game. I, I'm, I'm rooting for the Vikings, but like I said, the Patriots are always that team that a game-planning nightmare can come out there and win and look good doing it. So, defensively. So, I'm going to go ahead and say the Vikings going to win this game. But I, I don't know. I don't know. They're giving minus two and a half on the spread, man, and, and the over-under, like I already mentioned that. 
So if you want to bet, if you want to bet all three, I would go two overs and one under. But you never know. Just you know, being an eight o'clock game, you know it could be could be twenty four twenty in the in the third quarter, and then there and there goes your ticket. So it's happened to me before when I'm looking at the Patriots. So that's why I try to stay away from betting, even with the spread with the Patriots, because you know you be wanting to pick them outright and then turn around and lose. So whenever I see the Patriots, I try to not to bet. So I think I may, if I do, I might just do the two games. I might do some NBA games. You know what I'm saying? That might suffice the, the ticket. Speaking of the NBA, we had last night Ben Simmons, gung-ho Ben Simmons, psych. He's not gung-ho. That guy was like, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited to get paid and I get to play a little bit, you know, and then go out there and you play a little bit and you may be not thinking that this is not all that fun. And then you got this Kyrie turmoil going on. He's not really doing nothing bad, but he's being a distraction. And then KD is like, this is a bullshit. I'm really the only person on the team that can actually do something about it. And it's like, I got to sit here and, and got to deal with, what do you say, Royce O'Neal and, and all these guys. Didn't even say Ben, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he was just like, it's just me. And, and a lot of people try to read into what he was saying and whatnot. And Royce O'Neal ended up having a good game after that. So, you know, sometimes you can lead in other ways. And I've always called Kevin Durant a leaderless guy. But maybe he showed some leadership qualities in a wrong way. He maybe can show toxic leader abilities. Toxic leader abilities. Who knows? But Kyrie coming back, he's had, what, 20 minutes in both games um, with, with, with last night and the game before. Um, in Sunday, on Sunday, well, I think he's played three games. I think he's got 20 minutes on each. And, you know, he's trying to get his rhythm back. But the one thing I do want to talk about is the simple fact of this right here. It's funny that <laughs> the game was in Philly, of course. But Brooklyn loses this game, 106-115. Ben Simmons had 11-11-7. But they lost and let a guy named Reed. Who's this Reed guy? You know what I'm saying? It wasn't no Harden. It wasn't no Embiid. It wasn't no Tyrese Maxey. It wasn't even really Tobias Harris, who was the point leader. You know, Melton, too, was with 22. But this Reed guy, 19 and 10, dictated things, playing, being a big guy, big Paul Reed, you know what I'm saying? Off the bench, showing, you know, toughness, something that they didn't have with injury. And they was able to beat the Nets because they are not, Fully focused. It's too much of a distraction with Ben and Kyrie for them to even be inept to win this game. And their and, and the best big is Claxton. That guy's built like a string bean, and then you got KD. Same thing. Ben Simmons don't want to play no big, you know, saying type big situations. He wants to, you know, look cute and get assists and get, find a little, you know, tough. You know, I don't think he rebounds pretty tough, if you ask me. But Seth Curry had fourteen. Uh, Kyrie had twenty three. KD had 20, Ben had 11, and they lose this game because they let Tobias Harris and Melton dictate the game while Paul Reed was being the big guy. And George Niang, of course, is going to light you up if you let him. <laughs> George Niang, 4 for 5 from 3, shot 80%, lit him up, lit him up, okay? And, you know, Ben Simmons after the game, he says, you know, I thought they were – he said, I thought the crowd would boo louder knowing that it's Philly. Bro, they won. They was cheering. They didn't win. They didn't have time to boo. They did not have time to boo. If y'all had won, they would have booed louder. But they won. That's the difference. You're worried about how loud they're booing for you, but you're not worried about winning the basketball game. 
They weren't worried about booing you no more. They were worried about cheering their team that didn't have three of their big three, and they beat y'all. So that's what they were worried about, not worrying about booing Ben Simmons. They didn't give a damn about you. Didn't give a damn. Lakers played the Phoenix Suns at the top of the uh, at the end of the night. Had uh, Lakers and uh, Phoenix Suns. You know they always got that ten thirty game. Thirty seven points, twenty one rebounds, five steals. Anthony Davis. That's a stat box score that I've been looking for from Anthony Davis. And he's had a couple games. He had just not long ago, he had 36 and 18 or something like that, 28 and 18. And that was on a win. But this was on a loss. You know, I, I can sit there and say differently that it's almost the same exact loss to what Brooklyn did. But the difference is, I mean, look at the key difference. Somebody pulled up in a 1996 Chevrolet Impala clean, looking like it's one of my joints off of Forza. Because, you know, I ain't got the bread to sit there and got that 96 Impala looking like that one day at will. But here's the thing. Devin Booker, 25 points, 5 assists, 4 rebounds. And he was a plus at the end of the game. That's what you want. Got to keep your stars on the floor. Got to keep them ready to rock and roll. Le- no LeBron James. We're talking about buying out Russ's contract where he can go play in Miami. But look what happened. Look what happened. Looky what happened. They are focused. That's why I sit there and said at the top of the season that, hey, the Phoenix Suns could wind up back in the finals because they have the experience. They're going to be quiet. They're going to be a little, you know, low on the radar. They're second in the West, like I mentioned yesterday. And eight and 14 and 15 had a steal. Uh, the guy Craig, who's been on the team for the longest, eight and five, you know, just doing what he do. They know what they can get out of him. Booker, like I already mentioned, Bridges, 25, six. Campaign had 11 and seven assists. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you have that. You have Mr. Washington getting 15. Dwayne Washington getting 15. You know, who's this guy? You know, it, that's the that's what you want. That's what you want while you have Chris Paul or Cam Johnson out or Shamit who, you know, got to get back with a concussion. But when you have um, when you have a Cam Johnson who's going to be out for extended time, you would want somebody like a Dwayne Johnson to come in and, 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 uh, and fill that void and not be a um, – a detriment because they're like, damn, we need to get him back, but we got some place people that can you know handle that. Damian Lee is another one coming from um, the Golden State Warriors who had a positive game. So while that was going on, like I said, the Lakers look good uh, as far as AD standpoint. But the one thing that you got to look at is that Patrick Beverly played 29 minutes and got no points. Now I know he got 10 rebounds and two assists, but no steals, no blocks. Something that he says he's going to bring the team, you know, something that they needed. And we need a defense. Well, hell, we might need us a couple points. Minus 15 that you were, still not really liking the fact that we got Patrick Beverly. I'm just going to keep it real with you. Austin Reeves, you know, after his night of flirting and everything, he had a good game, had a little moment, whatever like that. He, I need to see another game like that because if you had had 20 points, maybe 17 could have been a more winnable game. Patrick Beverly got to give me 10, you know. Um, <laughs> Tony Brown or Troy, Troy Brown. Um, I, like I said, he was one of those guys that I just felt like that was going to come in the league and yeah, maybe, maybe surprise or maybe just 
be there. You know, he's looking like a guy that just might be there. 20 minutes, no points. Liney Walker, 24 points. I'm loving to see that more from him. I want to see 10 assists, Russ, when LeBron's not on the floor. I want 10 assists. He only got me five. That could have helped Austin Reeves. That could have helped Troy Brown. That could have helped Schroeder, who played 20 minutes, no points. We had three players that got 20 minutes and scored zero points. Okay? Three players with 20 minutes. That's, that's, oh my God. that's an hour. That's an hour of nothing. Of nothing. An hour of nothing. Could you imagine sitting there saying, man, you want to watch an hour of this? An hour of what? We got an hour of Troy Brown. We got an hour of Troy Brown, Patrick Beverly, and Dennis Schroeder doing jack shit. Come on, guys. You know what I mean? It's, that is crazy. Kendrick Nunn, who don't do nothing, end up, end up getting four points in eight minutes. Hell, I'd have gave his minutes to freaking, uh, uh, I gave Patrick Beverly's minutes to Nunn. To see if Nunn could have gave us 17. Just unbelievable. Unbelievable. But Patrick Beverly, nonetheless, ejected because he wanted to sit there and run through um, Aiton like he's some idiot. Uh, if you didn't take something, you can go watch Marcus Smart who had a little run in with Embiid and didn't do nothing to stay in the game. Sometimes we need you to stay in the game, bro. Point blank, period. Calm your nerves. Because you played more minutes than all the other guys with no points with 20 minutes. You played nine more minutes and did nothing but get ejected. 38 minutes, 37 points, 21 rebounds, five steals, five blocks. Anthony Stinking Davis, man. Proud of that. I'm proud of that. So... You got to get get, get Brian back and got to get something going. Like I mentioned uh, to uh, Sam Jones about a pick and roll podcast. Like, I mean, that's serious. I mean, we need to go ahead and get Mouse Turner. Get Mouse Turner and have AD have games like that. Mouse Turner can hit some corner threes and block shots and be a dominant force too. It's kind of be a better Gobert car than he towns of what Minnesota's trying to do. We can have it way better because we have Brian. We have some little defense here and there with Bad Beverly, and uh, hopefully, you know, uh, people people don't sleep on Austin Reeves' defense a little bit there. He's not too bad at that. So, I mean, like, we got some things. We just got to get it popping. John Morant came back from a little a little, a little, little bang-bang, you know what I'm saying? He came back, first game back, 34 points, six assists, seven rebounds, and a losing effort to the Sacramento Kings, who Darren Fox had 32 points, 80 rebounds, and six assists. Six assists, excuse me, De'Aaron Fox, who in this game went uh, 52% from the field, 11-21, and went five from eight from the three-point line, was totally feeling it, totally, totally feeling it. Harrison Barnes went 26 points and hurt her, who was on his new team with the Kings. He had 18. Uh, 14 points from Malik Monk, who is now back with his uh, old teammate, uh, De'Aaron Fox. I kind of like that, you know. I, I figured that he wasn't going to sign back with us when he I heard he was going back to the Kings. I, was, I mean, going to the Kings. I was like, that's cool. Like, that's cool because that that to have them two together um, could spark something with Sabonis and 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 you got some veterans there with Barnes and Herder. But you want to get something from Murray, you know? Saying this rookie that everybody's been talking about. I want to see it, Keegan. I want to see it now. I want to see it. I'm seeing too many of twos and, you know, tens of here's. You know, I want to see some good shit out of you. Um, everybody was sitting there talking about you. You're only averaging 11. I think for this team, you could you can stand to average around maybe 14 points, maybe 14, 15 points. I think that would be great in that, in that, in that run. 
um, for you, especially for your maturity. You know, he comes in the league kind of like Cal uh, Kuzma. You know, he played some years. He ain't no freshman coming out. So, Davion Mitchell, um, this team is not bad. This team's not bad. I like this Kings team. Got a victory. Got a victory. I think the other games was yesterday was far and few. It wasn't a whole lot. Detroit played the Nuggets. They got a two-point victory. Who would have thought it? Bogdanovich had 22-9-4. The Joker, almost one rebound away from a triple-double, 31-10-9. and 10 and 9. I think uh, in this game, the one thing that, uh, that I want to look at is the fact that <laughs> somebody had a game, and his name was Marcus, I mean, Marvin Bagley. Who? Let me say this again. Who had a game? Marvin Bagley? He was a he was a minus 12, though. He was a minus 12. I ain't sitting there saying that. Just hear me out now. Two blocks, 14 points, three rebounds. I thought Marvin Bagley at the Sacramento Kings looked like it was going to be like, well, he's going to be out the league. Because what was going on was just crazy. I would love to see him play his next four or five years with the Pistons if it works, if it goes to another team. This I'm tired of seeing certain players come to the league like a Harry Giles, a Jaleel Okafors, the Scal Libriessis, the, you know, these players that come in with these, um, what I like to see from my eye test of college where I get wrong, I, 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 see good in, I see good in them. You know, Kansas had a couple players that came in the league that I felt like was going to be pretty good. Now, Devontae Graham, he's hanging on. He's hanging on. Uh, but there's, there's a lot of college players that come in in this league that I look at and I'll be like, man, I think I think he's going to be a good one. I think, and I'll be hitting and missing. And I'm right now I'm missing on Marvin Bagley. I'm missing. But I want to see more of this 14-point stuff. Get your rebounds up. You're probably getting a plus. Um, Mr. Ivy, the rookie, has 7, 6, and 5 in a steal. That's helpful. You know what I'm saying? That puts him... I put him on a on a positive side at the end of the night. Still got to improve. I'm hoping that he gets it together. Killian Hayes, he's been having a tough go, I want to say. Bogdanovich has been a good piece for them. But at the end of the day, you know, the the uh, the veterans gets it done. Bogdanovich, Alec Burks, you know, they got Carl Joseph. Uh, I mean, Corey Joseph, excuse me. But Kay Cunningham did not play. Sadiq, play, Sadiq Bay and Isaiah Stewart did not play. But the key... Uh, this game had to be Bogdanovich and how he played. It's darn well done to get it to, to to get it done because it was a lot of minuses on that on that on that uh, box score right there for them to get a two point victory um, today. I think the only key game that I'm going to be zeroing in on is the uh, Clippers Warriors. Um, I want to see Shea go against the Nuggets. Shea has been killing it, and the Pelicans, man, Brandon Ingram. Um, they're playing a Spurs, so I don't know about me resuming to that game to watch it. But but Brandon Ingram's Brandon Ingram's been playing really good. Boston and Mavericks looks like a good game. The Sacramento Kings and Hawks looks like a good one. And then Portland Cleveland looks all right. I think I think the best game of the night would probably go to. I think the I think game of the night probably might go to uh, Boston and uh, Mavericks. I think Boston Mavericks might be some. Mavericks is struggling. Boston's doing good. You got a superstar player in in, uh, in um, Luca, and you got Jason Tatum. They're both going to be playing. No injuries there. So I mean, like that's that should be a good game. They're both averaging thirty points a game. Um, Steph and Paul George. Eh. 
Oh, that's right. Paul George's out. Kawhi Leonard's out. Iguodala out. Yeah, I don't know about this game no more. <laughs> but I mean, you got Steph. But you don't got Paul George. You don't got Kawhi Leonard. You got John Wall. You got Reggie Jackson, which in their last win, and Kawhi even played Reggie Jackson in, um, I think Reggie Jackson in, because uh, Trey Mann didn't even play. I can't remember who that was. was it? Who was that? Let me help me out here. Let me, get, let me get that right. It was the Jazz. That's right. They played the Jazz. Marking had 25, but the Clippers. It was Reggie Jackson, and it was Norman Powell. That's who it was. It was Norman Powell who had 30 points. That was big time. That was big time right there. So, I mean, that, mm, nah, like I said, that's the game that I'm going to be looking at, just looking at. But I think the game to watch, I repeat, the game to watch is Boston Celtics versus the Dallas Mavericks. And they were going to be at home at the Garden. The Heat and Wizards? Hmm. I'm hearing too much rumor mills for both of those teams. So that's interesting there. Bulls and Bucks, Brooklyn and Toronto. Hmm. I think this might be one of those ones you bet to see who wins outright. Money line. I think the money line, you might want to take the Bucks at home. Um, I think the Nets might could beat. I think the Nets, you know, after that embarrassing loss, they might muster up enough to might beat the Toronto Raptors maybe. I don't know. If they want to play some defense, they have to want to invest in defense. I think the Nuggets could beat the Thunder. I want to say that the Celtics may beat the Mavericks. I think that's a toughie. I think I might take the Mavericks on a money line, though, just to see how that might go. But I think, give it another month or so, I think it'd be cool to start doing over and over, over and under bets. Right now, it's a little too iffy. It's a little iffy. But, you know, you got some teams averaging 115, 120 points or whatever like that. But how can how much, how, in certain matchups, it may not happen. And you got early injuries and stuff like that, too. It's hard and hard to gauge for me. I know for other people, it may be easy. But it's kind of hard to deal with <laughs> to looking at it like, oh, my God, is this team going to score 120? Is this team going to get over 100? And so it's just better sometimes to just pick the money line on some of these early NBA games and be like, hmm, hmm, it's home game for them. And they're underdogs. You get what I'm saying? So Thanksgiving, I don't believe there's any big super games going on. There's a lot, though. Okay, well, there are some good ones. Okay, not super bad. Okay, I think matchups-wise we're looking at... Grizzlies Pelicans, that's a good game to watch. Cleveland Milwaukee. Um, I think that I think those are pretty much it, man. I think those are pretty cool to watch. And the Lakers are playing the Spurs. Ugh. Then you got Philly and Orlando, Ugh. Portland and New York. Ugh. So I mean, like Minnesota, Charlotte. You get more drift. It's not it's not exciting. You know, Thanksgiving. A lot of people gonna be doing stuff. Um, getting their food. By the time everybody get their first plate made, it should be third quarter of the Minnesota-Charlotte game. And then everybody's getting ready for, you know, the 7 o'clock games. But football is definitely going to be winning Thanksgiving and not the NBA. They probably should have just left these games blank. Give them the day off, man. Shit. But they got to compete with the NFL. They got to they get their games through the 82-game season. They play on Christmas, so why not play on Thanksgiving? But these games are not all that great. But I, I bet some great things might happen. And I sit there and I say that, and something might go crazy like a 59-point game, you know, from somebody. <laughs> you never know. Luka might go crazy. Oh, that's right. I ain't even playing. I'm tripping. Tatum. So Donovan Mitchell might. You never know. Job might go for 50. 
Brandon Ingram might go for 50. Zion might go crazy, who's been kind of limited in minutes. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be something. It's going to be something. It's going to be something. Um Yeah. That's that's the Well, matter of fact, yeah, that's Friday. I'm tripping. I'm looking at Friday, see? That that is Yeah, there is no games on Thanksgiving. Ha. Huh. There's that. There is no games on Thanksgiving on the NBA. There's only three in the NFL. And I want to say there is a college football game, if I'm not mistaken. Am I? Yeah, Mississippi State versus Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin, could this be his last few games at Ole Miss? Because I'm hearing Auburn rumors. I'm hearing Auburn rumors. And, you know, like I said on my, uh, what was it? Uh, it might have been my last episode when I was saying that I don't really watch a lot of the shows and stuff like that. I don't. Um, but I did his side of ear here um, on the radio, ESPN radio, should I say, Paul Feinbaum. Um, he did he did say, um, I did hear him say that Lane Kiffin may be going to um, Auburn. So that's, that's that rumor that I did hear on that. So that's not something that it was top of the dome. Of course not, you know. But that was something I did hear from a, a uh, commercialized source, I like to call that. But you got that Mississippi State and uh, Ole Miss, and that over and under is 59 points. It's looking like it may be a shootout. I mean, you might want to bet the over on that one. You might want to. You might want to. It's a two-and-a-half spread that Ole Miss is giving. Definitely might want to fool with this spread. I don't know. It might be under. Because somebody gave me a little a tip, especially with, especially with in this time of year, you might want to go under on that. Go under on that, you might come out winning. Because if the spread is under five, something I heard it was if the spread is under five, then nine times out of ten the game is going to be under. So that's been a good tip that I heard that um, actually worked out. And I didn't I didn't make the bet, but I saw it work out to where in that way it was like, damn, that's crazy. Actually, it actually was true. So there you have that. Um, not going to be a full episode today. Just had that little bit to talk about to give you my takes on what happened last night and my predictions of the uh, Thanksgiving games. Give you a Thanksgiving rundown of what I'm going to be eating and whatnot. Everybody else is going to be eating pretty good, enjoying good family. Hope everybody travels safely. Hope everybody gets to their destination okay. Hope everybody don't have no family fighting going on. Hope everybody has their little, you know, their little traditional, you know, ritual type things that they do on this good uh, on the good day ahead of us tomorrow. So you know, don't be. Getting all mad at, you know what I'm saying, at the person that's showing up late. Don't be getting all mad at the crew that's going out to the car or going upstairs to the little room. Don't get mad at the crew that's in there on the corner gossiping. You know what I'm saying? That's what we do. It's Thanksgiving. Everybody's going to do something, you know? <laughs> I remember, <laughs> true story, though, I remember back in the day, Thanksgiving, man, as a kid, you know what I'm saying, all the cousins, we used to sit there and we used everybody show up and make sure everybody get there. We get there and we walk. We used to walk to the little grocery store. It was down the street before the food got served. And, like, it was a grocery store. And I'm talking around 96, 97. So, imagine two liter sodas costing 50 cents. Two liter. Two liters. And they're, like, they're not no Pepsi or nothing like that, but it was soda. It was it was pop. This is what we called it. We called pop. You know, it was 50 cent pop. Is what we're going to go get. It could have been a cola uh, like a, you know what I'm saying, something like a, like a, like a Coke or Pepsi that had like stuff like Sprite, that had the grape, that had the little, the generic root beer, 50 cent, 
And we'll sit there and we sit there and we'll go. And I and I sit there and me and knowing me, knowing that my dad would go crazy, you know what I'm saying? Me coming back with a two-liter sitting there taking it to the head. Like, what are you doing with a two-liter? You know? But you know, at that moment you get around your cousins, you're like, you got to, man. <laughs> but my thing was, uh, I don't know. I would just, I, I, I just, you know, it was like, do I, do I get the two liter, or do I, do I, do I, do I get laughed at? You know, because you gonna get clowned all the way back. So I would end up getting the two liter. We end up walking back. We walking back with the two liter. Everybody sitting there, with, sitting there taking it to the head. Open them, closing them. We saying, "Oh, these are ours." We get back. What are y'all doing? <laughs> what are y'all doing? That's just something that I remember back in the day, man. God rest his soul, my cousin, man. Thinking about him, um, you know, as we get closer to Thanksgiving and all the other uh, loved ones that I've lost that used to celebrate Thanksgiving with us. It's, it's, it's you know, as time goes on, the things happen, and uh, you know, I know everybody else out there is, you know, have people that they have lost and. Enjoyed good times on Thanksgiving. Hope y'all, you know, y'all have my, you know, uh, prayer for even for the recent losses or even for the past, you know, saying losses uh, that, you know, that that's had in time, you know, saying because it's never easy. No matter if it's five, ten years down the road, it's never easy. So Thanksgiving, it brings so much back, even the fallen. But it brings so much good because it's you know it's the it's the Thanksgiving of it, it's the congregation of it. So every people have other meanings for Thanksgiving, just like you know when history likes to speak on it. Other people like to look at it in other ways, and that's fine too. You know, what I'm saying somebody don't have to go by the whole pilgrim Indian type thing. Somebody have to have a their own meaning to uh, Thanksgiving, and you know that's all great. You know, just as long as if you together having a good time. And, you know, for the people that's, you know, I, I had this conversation for the people that don't or to have without, there's places and there's things to do to be a part of that. You know, hell, people go to Bob Evans, crying out loud, for, for Thanksgiving. So many of you have that. So they have, uh, I think, churches, you know, shelters do things and that and things of that nature for the uh, unfortunate. So it's a good day. I, I love Thanksgiving. It's one of my favorite holidays. You know what I'm saying? Especially being an adult, Christmas definitely went down the list. <laughs> it's like, it seems like Christmas and Valentine's Day is like, yeah, y'all hitting that bottom of the power ranking. And then it's like Halloween shoots up, Thanksgiving is number one. And then, you know, you're praying for these little holidays to get off work. But that's going to be my show. Sauce Talk is, like I said, going to be a full one today. Just wanted to get that out the way with my predictions and talk a little bit of NBA and what was going on and stuff like that. A couple of rumors here and there I had to hear, you know, stuff like that. Just like uh, West Virginia, um, <laughs> I was, what were they saying? West Virginia might be looking at a new coach. Is Neil Brown in trouble? AD might be, in, you know, AD was in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it could be an AD move, could be a coach move. And is Neil Brown still going to be there? And get some feedback. Um, for those who did hear me sit there and say that I'm going to start doing some more high school sports stuff like that, I have not forgotten about that. I'm still going to be doing that, trying to get everything together, trying to get a, uh, uh, trying to get people that is very knowledgeable in that to help me out with that. And I've been talking to a couple people, so that's still going to be happening, even if it happens for the next year or whatever like that. It's still going to happen. Sauce Talk is going to be talking about local sports in the good old Canal Valley. So hey, y'all get ready for that. 
But like I said, it's going to be my episode. I'm going to call it a day. Y'all enjoy y'all's Wednesday. AEW tonight, 7 o'clock, TBS. Jay Cargill. All my AEW fans out there. MJF is, is a crazy fool. He is a crazy one. I tell you that. Tony Khan is really running a good uh, company, especially with the theatrics and stuff like that. And Turner Sports allowing that shit to ride. And I tell you what, it's making... Uh, it's making the people over there at WWE, people like Triple H, who was dying to get into the position that he's in, to try to beef it up a little bit, try to slide in a little attitude there, to try to compete because it is a competition. You know, EA Sports don't got to compete. <laughs> 2K don't got to compete. But, hey, I'm glad that we see competition like this because it makes it to where people are, oh, man, I like that Wednesday night show. Oh, man, Monday Night Raw was cool. But the pay-per-views now, AEW's been kicking ass on the pay-per-views. Full Gear was nice. You know, Crown Jewel was cool. Crown Jewel might have been the best Crown Jewel that Crown Jewel's ever started with. But, man, I'm telling you, the competition is real. So, from wrestling fans out there, I might try to try to incorporate a little bit of some of that. A little bit. Bring some, bring some guests on to talk about that as well on certain days. But, hey, we're growing. We're expanding. Hope everybody's still listening and enjoying. But y'all take it easy. Happy Thanksgiving.